And welcome to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson. And our super producer, Riley Bray. Happy New Year, boys. Happy New Year. Oh, shit. Is that Happy, the New Year's already? It's the New Year already. <laughs> sure. We're in January now. We're jumping Podcast in the time, time machine. machine. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, Happy New Year to all of you, and uh, welcome to a brand new year of BCC and stories of high strangeness. Now, if it sounds like I'm speeding along here, I am. I'm ready to get 2024 started because mm-hmm. we have some amazing guests with us today. Yep. Before we do that, hi, Riley. Hi, Bryce. I love you both, but I want to talk to them riley let's check in with uh one of our club scouts who has left us a five-star review we're still going to do amazon for now yeah, uh this is an easy going. way to get the show to you know to more people so uh riley who is our first five-star club scout of the year well it's sarah l kicking the year off right review title obligatory five-star review winky face one of my top five all-time favorite pods. Love the high strangeness tales and always play along with bullshit or believe it. I'm writing a review here now since Spotify still doesn't have the option to write one, just rating, which I've already given five stars there too. So I've technically given you guys 10 stars. Winky Yay! face, smiley face. Moms love Riley, Bryce, and Michael. P.S. Oh. This is not an AI review. Five right. stars. Grandpa's love. Right. Grandpa's cool. love, Michael. That's my motto. <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. mine you find your niche yeah, yeah. thank you so much sarah <laughs> all right well this week's guests are two very funny people and co-hosts of the new podcast woo woo with rachel dratch if you're not listening to it now you're going to be listening to it after this i promise mm-hmm. you club scouts of all timelines please welcome to the show rachel dratch and irene bremis hello 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 thank you for having us what I feel like you're on a. I feel like what? you're on your feel- par- uh, your paranormal iceberg drifting towards our paranormal iceberg, yes. and we're like waving you in. I know. Colliding. Here I was. I thought I had an original idea, and then I and then I looked and I saw like, oh wait, there's a lot of stuff out here about this kind of thing. But you know what? There's a lot. But we have an It just goes to show think, that yeah. there's a lot of woo woo happening in the world. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. Yes. And, and and so tell us about the show. Do you guys focus? mostly on what we would call woo-woo, or do you venture into the realm of like aliens and cryptids as well? Well, we're kind of equal opportunity woo-woo employers. Um, <laughs> you know, it started just because I would hear these stories. Maybe, like, I don't know. Maybe this is what happened with you guys. But it started because I would just hear these crazy stories over the years, and a few of them really stuck out for me and really kind of changed my whole worldview. But I always have the disclaimer, like, I'm not a crazy person. <laughs> like, you know, I, don't, I don't really believe this, but you got to hear this one. You know, that kind of thing. But so we did just have a sort of a UFO type yes, of thing. Yes, we did. But yeah. we have, you know, everything from like ghosts to, you know, the the world of, you know, sort of crystals and manifesting, that whole kind yes. of thing. Yeah. And then um, 
What else have we? Oh, past Ooh. lives. Past lives manifesting. Yeah. Astral projection. Astral projection. Great. Yeah, crazy Great. astral projection story. Yeah, yeah but. Um, Mystical experiences. Uh, yes, uh, we have. Uh, yeah. Altered states yes. of consciousness. Uh, yes, we all just had a little chat about that. Yes, Great. although we haven't Great. we haven't done a near death one yet. But anyway, we're yeah. sort of just interested in all of it. And like I said, every so often we hear a really mind. Well, you know, over the years, like the, the ones that are the most mind blowing are the ones I, I called someone up that I knew like 20 years ago and said, will you come tell that story that will not leave my mm. mind? You know, that kind yeah. of thing. So yeah. I don't know how you guys go about with your collected stories, but. It's it's pretty similar, but I think for most of us, we got our kick reading about weird stuff in our public school, like our elementary school library, like in the weird section, and then became fascinated well, by the idea of this and stuff. And to go back even earlier, uh, Michael and I are both experiencers from a young age, and we think Riley is too. Ooh, we think I like he might have been. Experiencers. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say more. So we both had. Well, I had I had an encounter with what I I call like a demon that peered in my bedroom window. Ooh, okay. Hello, right here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and oh, Michael, okay. not to tell his story, he also had a window encounter, but it, it was with what we consider an alien gray. Uh, mm, so, and the then Riley, uh, he had a he, he had this weird liminal space moment in the middle of his sleep where this strange light came into his room. I think he was. I think he should get regressed. I'm pretty sure he was abducted <laughs> for his musical uh-huh. talents. But uh, uh-huh. but uh, you know, so so in a strange Ooh. way, we're all sort of like. Uh, intimately connected with with woo woo, mm-hmm. wow. but we're not crazy. Right. Yeah, but we're not crazy. <laughs> you always have to say that. It always has to end. But with, we're crazy. But we're not but crazy. We're very crazy. Wait, now, did you guys know each other yeah. from when you were kids? When you said no, no. Bryce oh, okay, really okay. made it sound like we went to like yeah. we were like okay. in the Muppet Babies we nursery we together, and we went. Out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, that I was love my, that was, Well, that was my. I love speed a Muppet Babies. No, we we went to high school together actually, but um, but we didn't talk about this stuff. Yeah, we didn't talk about it. We, we just like to hang out, it. so then we thought yeah. we'd do this together. But um, yeah. but anyway, that's interesting that you're experiencers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like I'm curious term. about I'm curious about you both. We ask all of our guests, what is your personal paranormal history? How did you get into this? And have you ever had an experience for yourself? Mm. Well, I have had a couple experiences. I'm going to call myself an experiencer <laughs> now that I know the Great. term. Right. The club. Um, Great no, term. so I've had, um, well... Let's see. I had a this channeler tell me all the stuff that came true. That's one thing. Mm. And then um, I had my own ghost story. Those are my two. Those are the two pillars of, of, of <laughs> woo woo for me. That'll um, work. That's the starter and then kit. I, <laughs> starter kit, right? And then Irene, what about you? Had a premonition dream I when did. you were I a had kid. A, a premonition dream when I was young, and I I do believe that when you're young, you're more open. Um, Thirteen, mm-hmm. I hear things about being a teenager. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's hormones. I don't know what's going on there, but I feel like there was an openness. I did have a dream um, about uh, the Pope getting shot in 1981, Pope John Paul. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if Whoa. you guys remember that. Uh, you're young. Damn you. Yeah, for you. No. I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> stick to the story. Um, so I did have a dream wow. that he got shot and he got shot the next day. So that was it. And I've had a few uh, dreams, uh, premonitions. um, That's incredible. Yeah, dreams that came true, which is my big claim to fame. And I always thought that it was because 
I was, I had this, I was uh, sort of like an impending doomist when I was a child. I always thought I was going to die at the age of 13. Um, Mm. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, I know. I never shared this with Rachel. So this is going to come as a surprise to her. Um, She's going to be like, why have you been withholding? We need to talk about this on Woo Woo. But I always thought I was going to die at 13. um, And I always felt like maybe in a past life I did die at 13. I had this recurring dream of skating in a pond. I know this sounds crazy and I never saw Rachel about this. Okay. So, whoa, I don't know what was happening. I I was just so, I don't know if it's open or I I was more connected. And so I've had several dreams that I've had, but this one um, obviously really stuck because it involved the Pope and and it was something that could be, you know... um, uh, and it happened. Corroborated. Yes, it happened the next day. <laughs> right. Pope John Paul II, exactly. So that's yeah. one of my woo-woo stories. And I've had a few more. The demon, who, who mentioned the demon? Oh, during, Bryce said a was demon. Was that Bryce? Bryce? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't know. What was your, like, for me, I, I felt like a demon was choking me. I don't know what your story mm. is. Well, you got an Whoa. incubus. Oh, oh, oh. That's a turn. I love you well, guys. Well, I guess know I'm flattered stuff. because, you know, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm at least somebody's finding that. me attractive. But I'm, gonna... uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a lot. Oh my God. Hey, Wait, fa- <laughs> father of Merlin, the wizard. Yeah. His father was an incubus. So, you know, yeah. he might All be right. a wizard. Yeah. So uh, we you know, just had a guest. We had a guest on who had a, a like a, de- a demon type experience. So I'm curious mm. what yours is. I'm sure you've told it on here, but I'm curious. I have, you know, but, you know, more so than the encounter, I'll sort of just skip to what what I think is happening with, with demon encounters. There's well, a, there's one a peeked great... in his window. Let's just say that. Yeah, he saw well, a red, okay, so red-looking demon you... peeking in his window. Here's the oh, short story, so right? I had moved to a new neighborhood. I, it was a traumatic period in my life because my parents had just divorced. I think that plays into it. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a new... Uh, we moved into a new house, and then all these kids sort of coalesced on my driveway, and they had brought with them some strange game or something. I'm not sure. I can't recall what it was. I think, looking back, I think it might have been a Ouija board Ouija or board. a Dungeons <gasps> & Dragons game okay. uh, because my mother was gardening in the front yard she saw the game she saw the kids there and she was like get get off my driveway you know she's a christian woman she was so so that compels me to think that oh my god it was something maybe a cult or something strange uh so the kids left it was and- just battleship it yeah. Was, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> uh, but later that night in my bedroom, you know, I had a bunk bed. My brother was above me. I, I was in a deep sleep and my eyes had just opened. And then I see, you know, I'm looking out my bedroom window. It's dark. I see this red luminescent creature enter frame profile, turn his head to me peer into my soul with his yellow eyes, right? Like I'm like just glued. Maybe there was like a transfer of information or something there. Uh, And then it just turned back and then it just walked off. Now this could have been a kid in a mask, right? I'm open to that idea. But to me, it felt supernatural. It felt nefarious. And well, not so much nefarious, but uh, it, it changed the course of my life because that moment sent me on this quest to sort of answer, find out, explore for myself what I had experienced. Because to me, it wasn't a dream. Um, you know, I knew that, that it was an encounter, you know. And so I, I wanted to go on this quest 
to find Whoa. what it was. Wow. But uh, I want to go grab a book. Michael, hold on. Stay there. You, and okay. Go ahead. Well, okay. I, wow. I, I yeah. feel what? like what he... I'm now... Boy, <laughs> Distracted Bryce is honestly one of the most of fun spells. versions okay. of Bryce we get on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. like a cat but, with shiny but listen, things, right? But listen, yes. Rachel, Irene, yes. I know what you're doing because we're podcast hosts. You're trying to get over here and host your show on our show because you want our stories, but we want your <laughs> stories oh, here. How did you so know? You, no, no, yeah. I was just... Exactly. I was genuinely yeah. interested oh, in the demon because we just heard of a very scary ghost story. So then I was like, oh, it stacks up. Well, we're going to get to your stories. We're getting to your stories. <laughs> but but okay. Bryce, what did you bring back from your library? Well, uh -uh. I couldn't find it, but it's it's Jacques Vallée's. <laughs> what you come back empty-handed? Well, hold on. Right. It's Jacques Vallée's seminal work, and on the cover is an alien, but it's holding three different masks. One is that of the fairy, one is that of the demon, and one is that of the alien gray. His sort of thesis or hypothesis was that this phenomenon that interjects into our lives uh, presents itself in, under different guises and wears masks mm -hmm. uh, to invade into our psychic space and into our lives. And so that demon could have very well been uh, what we consider alien and ultra terrestrial, something else. There it is. Thank you, Michael. I've got it right here. Michael, Michael has yeah. it. So see, the phenomenon wears these wears these masks throughout different oh. cultures and different time and, 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 and takes on different representations. And that could and, and you know, it could have taken on a representation for both you and Rachel. Um, you know, but th anyway, that's that's what I wanted to jump to is I don't think it was a right. demon. Okay. <laughs> right, okay. right, right. Wow. It just right. kind of presents itself depending right. on what you're culturally what you believe in. I, I, I was raised very that's Christian right. as well. So, of course, it would be a demon. What else would it be? That was my you know? filter, that, exactly. that sort of uh, Lutheran Catholic filter that I perceived yeah. this phenomenon through. Now, Rachel, what about this reading that you got where stuff came true, and then you can't just breeze past uh, a phrase like, That's why I have a ghost story, and then feel like it's going to be <laughs> okay. ignored on this well, show. The ghost story, <laughs> so the ghost story, I think, might be better than the channel. It's a great the, story. Well, so, well, I don't know. but uh, Okay, so, I mean, I told this on ours, too, but... Can, should I, can I repeat myself here? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay, so... Uh, Bryce okay. just did it for the 10th time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... My ghost story is, so I've never had a ghost story ever until this. And I was staying at a hotel in LA for about a month doing a movie. And um, this hotel does not look spooky at all. It doesn't look like, oh, beware. You know, it's, it was very sort of <laughs> like 70s, 80s-ish. And so I'd be going to sleep. And um, <clears throat> one night going to sleep, I look like I'd just fallen asleep. And I looked up in the corner of the room, appeared to be two two men standing there and they looked mm. to be from another time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now I fully admit mm. that, you know, whatever, like you said, like, well, maybe this is a dream, you know, cause mm -hmm. I don't want to be like, it's a ghost. But mm. anyway, so they looked like they were another time in that they almost looked like they were dressed sort of like John Waters. Like they had skinny mm. suits and one, one was in like a, like a light green suit, and the other was in a like a pinkish sort of. Suit. They looked like they might have been from like the forties or early. Stylish girls, yeah. yeah. And they were fun. like skinny ties, and they just looked like I don't know, just like and and I. <laughs> this is the part that <laughs> makes me always feel like a little crazy, but I just got the feeling, you know how no words are actually. I just got the feeling that they were a couple on the yeah. down low. I got that, just like, yeah. they're my gay ghosts. Yeah. And I would joke yes. around to my friends <laughs> the next day because then they would appear more than once. So then like, 
you know, I was staying at this place for a month, like I said, and it got to the point where as embarrassing as this is, I would say out loud, like, on, you know, you have to wake up super early to do movies. It was like five in the morning call time. And I would be like, you guys, please, please don't come tonight because I have to wake up earlier. Like that was actually me saying out loud. And so, but they're, they appear maybe like four or five times. Okay. So then, wow. then about, but they didn't seem scary. Like I wasn't frightened. I was just sort of, it was a little unsettling, but I wasn't like, ah, you know. So then about a, maybe a year later, I don't know how long, I had to go back and stay in the same hotel to do press or something. And whatever. They set out brunch I- for you. You woke up and there was like a very <laughs> yeah. sophisticated spread. <laughs> yeah, they picked out my outfits for the next day. But um, so no, then about a year later, I had to go back and like, let's say I had been in room 325 or something. And I was thinking like, okay, please don't get room 325. And then I check in, I get room 326. I'm in the next mm. room over. The, so then I'm, I that night, and maybe you guys will have some information on this, but that night I wake up at like three in the morning feeling like something is pressing down Ooh. upon That's me, which I heard later. That's the succubus, yes. incubus, yes. old hack yes. thing. Yes. I just Whoa. got a chill because yep. I felt like this, like, yes. and the, those those gay ghosts, they were nice. Like, but this felt like evil, you know? And so You should have requested your yeah. old room, Rachel. I know. Yeah. So something is, something is pressing down and I'm like struggling to get to the light, you know, struggling to get up and, and, and I turn on the light and then I see, you know, because I put this in quotes because who knows if I was dreaming, but I see this old woman, older woman, like turn corner out of the room. And she also <gasps> looked like she was from that time. Like mm-hmm. she had that kind of gray hair that, you know, when <clears throat> ladies used to go to the beauty parlor and get their hair set, like yeah. sort of Golden Girls-ish kind of yeah. thing. Mm. Um, yeah, like young she, Dolly Parton. Yeah, but like Like the big gray, beehive. Well, it wasn't giant like that. It was more like an older lady. And so she like, Ah. she like turned out of the room and I was just like, oh, and that like I couldn't fall back asleep and I was really freaked out. So anyway, cut to I'm like searching, searching online later to see if anyone had any experiences and they don't. So I just kind of give up. Okay. well, then like 12 years later. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing, I know, this is my quest. No, but this Epic. just, it just yeah. happened across Epic. my path, yeah. happened across my path that 12 years later, I was doing press for something <clears throat> and the guy doing my hair for it happened to mention, she was telling funny showbiz stories about, <laughs> about a pain in the ass older movie star. <laughs> but anyway, so, and he said that she was at this hotel where his friend is the concierge and it was that hotel. And I was like, mm. wait a minute, Whoa. your friend is the concierge? So I, so I had him text her right then and there. I was like, text her oh, wow. and ask if it's haunted. And she writes back right away like, yes, it's definitely haunted. Yep. We've heard all these stories, bloody blah, blah. And so then I was so driven by this story that I was like, can I talk to her? So on a later day, I call her up just to hear uh-huh. what the stories were. And the biggest takeaway that I had is I said, what do people report seeing? And she said, a dapper gentleman mm. and a mean old lady. Wow. 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 That is absolutely corroborating your sighting. dapper, like, it's such a word. Yeah. We don't really use that now. It's like, it's like, you know, a fancy gentleman of a right. past time. Very so specific It couldn't that have time. fit more yeah. to describe. My old lady is going to suck the life out of you tonight. You're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And so, that, yeah, and the mean old lady. So anyway, on our show, we did, we had, I told the story and, we did have the concierge come on and tell, 
the other stories around the hotel. But um, but that wow. was my one and only ghost story. And oh it wow, I love it. Me- that's a good one. You have. Yeah. There's actually yeah, two in one. one. I, yeah. I have a question. And, I have yeah. a question. Were, Rachel, were you sort of skeptical of the paranormal before these experiences, or? Um, I or, mean, I, I was sort of open to it, but I don't know that I believed mm. in ghosts. Like I've never. Right. I don't really. I, you know, until I had that sort of vision, I never understood what a ghost yeah. would appear as because you know I just know back then like I blinked my eyes you know trying to make this go away and like it doesn't <laughs> yeah, go away and, it wouldn't go and I away. kind of wouldn't expect to see colors like that was sort of surprising mm, fascinating. to me yeah. but like I said I've never had anything after that I mean I hope not to because I do get a little creeped out by it but but, but, but um, you're not enjoying it well, <laughs> well I, mean, I mean I don't know that I'd want to see another ghost but um that was my only thing so it did yeah. make me kind of shift my beliefs a little it's bit paradigm shifting for sure yeah 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 so that is my story that's a good one Amazing. i mean that that, that's a good that would one. make me a believer it would so you two have been doing this podcast for a few months now how are your one. attitudes and opinions beginning to evolve around the subject of the unexplained <sighs> Great question, well, Michael. Had, yeah. We're, I'm having two. Yeah. I'm having like two disparate mm-hmm. things. One is like mm. we've definitely heard some stories that make you go, "Okay, I don't know how to explain this." Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. other than this is something inexplicable, and, and yeah, there's. But then what we see, we also sort of dabble in. <laughs> yeah, go, go <laughs> we ahead. We dabble in like mm. like we went. For example, we went to have. We we've only done two sort of field trips, but we went to have this thing called like aura photography, and it was oh, total yeah. bullshit. It was total okay, horseshit. We found. Right. Yeah. We found I'm sorry, that it was no like, other way to put it. Utter, yeah. Utter so like, <laughs> so like, there's a whole world of this that is. I'm just like you're not helping our, our cause here. Like there's a world like whenever you're paying just, for something, yeah. there's always I, people that claim they can yeah. do this or that. Like yeah. I don't always buy that. So yeah. that's been one sort of. I don't know, section of this. But right. then we've also, it seems like, as I'm sure you guys know, like everyone seems to have a story. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're finding yep. that. Even when they yeah. don't, even when they say they don't have a story, they still have a story. You know, they uh, go, yeah. oh, we've had people come out and be like, yeah, I mean, I haven't really had anything. I did see a full form apparition in my <laughs> yes, apartment yes, one time, but I don't believe it goes. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> yes, all the time, all the time. <sighs> It happened today. Total disconnect. Yes. Yeah. Irene, what uh, about you? How are your opinions shaping and shifting about this or around the uh, subject? I feel I feel like Rachel, some things are inexplicable. Other things I'm like, well, could it, you know, could it be this? Could it be that? And of course, a lot of things were oh, debunking wait, we have, along the way. We have I'm to sorry. Say, so like one person uh, one person told reading. us a story yeah. where she had she had like a psychic come to cleanse her house energy or whatever. And she said Right when she walked in, like two birds flew overhead, okay. and, and okay. that the woman said, "Like, oh, that's your father and your uncle," and and then we kind of were just like, "Okay," but then afterwards yeah. we're like, yeah. uh, it was just a couple birds," yeah. you know, like, yeah. right. and then we keep right. joking right. around, we, we sending each joking. other like yeah. pigeons There's pictures, Uncle like, Bob "Dad, is that you?" So we picked up the ball and ran with that one. We still do. Yeah. Sad yeah, the, days. The we're like, "There's a kind of got us." As what? But um, I forget what we were saying here. Well, you know, there's some stories again. I think that, but but it's interesting because even uh, the thing is that our guests connect to these stories so much. It's interesting to see people just wanting, even if we, if I'm skeptical about certain things, I, I just love seeing people just 
wanting to believe in something more, you know, and it gives them mm-hmm. some sort of joy or comfort. Like, yes, you know, when, when, when somebody did see those two pigeons, I'm sorry, I'm going back to, I mean, you're talking, you're Ball. talking to, yeah, you're talking exactly. to a man who, who thinks that his uncle may have showed up in a form of a hummingbird once. So it's okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. He's an exotic bird. It's acceptable. I want to believe. <laughs> I want to believe. No, it was in a grocery store after he had passed, and I said, "I wish, I wish we could go shopping together. I wish you were in the. Tr- I wish we were together right now." And then I walked in the grocery store, and a hummingbird, which was like a okay. symbol that I relate to him, was in the grocery store. Wait, wait, hold, hold on, hold on. There was a hummingbird in the grocery store. Yeah, in the Gelsons. Yeah, at Gelsons down on Franklin. There was. Oh, I know okay. that. No, this is a totally yeah. different story. Well, okay. Okay. All right. I'm not talking about a hummingbird in a deli or grocery store. We're talking about. About somebody who walked outside in New York City, yeah. saw two pigeons, right. and was like, "Hi, Dad, my Uncle yeah. Joe." Mike, so basically, Michael just called you pigeons. Let's to recap. Yeah. <laughs> he's oh he's like, "I'm a hummingbird." I like no, that. that's I'm just. But I like all those. I like all those stories. Like, I really want to believe. We always yeah. talk about like we want signs, yeah. but we don't. We don't get them. Like that's yeah. that's the one that I I don't quite. I don't know how mm. you guys feel about yeah. like you know signs being able to converse with the dead or like that's that's an area that i haven't really heard much convincing yeah. on but i don't right. know what right. you found yep yeah yeah um can i tell a quick story uh i think we have time for this if we don't we can cut it out of the rest of the episode but i i it. rachel you <laughs> were talking yeah rachel rachel when you were talking about talking to the elegant ghosts and telling them to leave you alone that night yeah. and you felt stupid i wanted to let you know this will make you feel better last night I woke up in the middle of the night. I heard a weird thunk like that sounded like there was something in my room. Okay. Okay. And I have, we recently did a paranormal investigation in a haunted Victorian house. I've had weird stuff happen in my apartment before around specifically like 445 in the morning. And, um, and I suddenly got the creepies feeling like, oh shit something's here like i couldn't figure out what made this sound nothing fell it almost sounded like something had kicked my doorstop i woke up and i remember going is it 4:44 right now and i looked oh, over God. at my turned over my clock it was 4:44 on the no, dot so no. i got Oof. i got spooked oh. so yes. i my dogs sleep in the room with me and they were fine but oh, i God, was suddenly bring up the dogs I was worried that there might be something in my house that was not human. So I got up and I searched the house. I didn't find anything. And then just to be safe, I grabbed salt from my kitchen and I sprinkled salt in front of my apartment door, my my side door, and then my bedroom door. And went okay. back to bed. So okay, will you marry if I'm me? Doing seriously, that. will you marry me? I'll get down on one knee if I have to. I'm sorry. All right? You don't want you don't want to deal with this. It, but but it was just it was kind of like the weird combo of like the confirmation of the time and then just having like the spookies. And I was like, you yeah. know what? I'm just gonna grab some Whoa. salt. This, the this, time this, is this. better safe than sorry. And the time yeah. is you know, really crazy. But you know what you're you reminding know? me of? Because yeah. I'm sure. Did you guys read Amityville Horror when you were? Oh. Like oh, I did. Young. Scared. Did you read that? We talked about it on the show. Because like Scared that thing of three fifteen. Yep. Every day. That was some day, like night. bad time. That's all I remember. So anytime I would wake up at three fifteen, I was terrified, and then I was afraid of Jody the pig. And which you I'm would sure wake you up. Yes, Jody. That's yeah. horrible. Jody the pig. And yeah. two. 
And two nights ago, my dog woke up and got me up at four forty-four in the morning. No, so no. I've been, no, I've been having okay. a weird, weird Ooh. moment with that time. Well, yes, so you, you, you want to hear my? Go ahead. Yes, yes go. Wait, Rachel, go. When I have a super yeah. question. Do you guys get scared that like doing this show is gonna bring bring more? more of yes, it? we've been told. I think about that with our show, Rachel. We've been told. I always think that. We've been told, been told uh, by a medium friend of ours who's been on the oh show, gosh. Adela Levine. Okay. Hi, uh, the more you talk about this, the more you open yourself up oh, to okay. having experiences. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, maybe some good I don't know how I feel about that. Okay, Part sorry, of me is I interrupted. So, you want to no, no, that's okay. I, okay. So I think uh, I was going to sort of uh, chime in on this uh, this window of, of liminal space that happens deep in the night, like maybe between like three and like Michael said, five. I think it sort of happens around this time is because this yeah. is the time when most people are asleep and especially mm-hmm. entering that deep Ooh. REM cycle of sleep. Now, hypnogogic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, this seems to be a membrane that seems to be more easily penetrable by the phenomenon, you know? And so as we're in that sort of, uh, you know, it, it really is an altered state of consciousness, this mm-hmm. this dream space that we enter into. And sort it, it, sort, it sort of pierces the membrane for other things to come through and for things Ooh. to get out. And I think that's why so many encounters and mm-hmm. abductions and contacts happen around this uh, window of high strangeness. They call the 3 a.m. is really the marker. 3 wow, a.m., 3.30. That's, that's, that's you know. great. I think you're right. You know, And I also have a time, too. I wake up mm. every night at 4.19. Hmm. Not 4.44, but 4.19. Often, yeah. 4.19, 4.19. I, it got so bad that I'm afraid to look. I literally yeah. get afraid to look because I know when I look at the clock, it's going to be 4.19. And I think a lot of people have these... Um, Does that number these, hold any significance to you? <laughs> Um, birthday? Well, it's, it's Hitler's birthday, no, I think. Oh, God. No, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, you're name. right. I'm a day off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. Hey, my birthday's April 18th, and April 19th has always been a day of uh, of uh, of bad happenings around the globe. It's it's sort of a really? notorious day in history. Yeah. Really? I had no well, idea. We're from Lexington, Massachusetts. April right, yeah. 19th is the Battle of the Revolution, but nobody knows that except <laughs> Okay, oh, anyway. Wow. That was the Battle of Lexington, April 19th. That has nothing to do yes. with the paranormal right now. Uh, Hey Club Scouts, you got your thumbs on the pulse. You've probably heard of microdosing. Well, uh, if not, just know that all sorts of people, from ufologists to podcast listeners like you, are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Listen, I'm not just a BCC boy. I'm a THC boy, too. Don't tell my mom. Uh, I like to use THC to, uh, you know, get a little creative. Uh, It makes me feel better when I'm trying to fall asleep at night and keeps those night terrors away. Um, I like to help, you know, chill me out. But here's the thing. I am a little bit of a lightweight, so microdosing is great for me. They taste amazing. Uh, They feel great. I've used them to help me get in that zone while while doing creative work. And at night, they definitely help me wind down, chill out, and sleep like a little baby. So, you know, all around 10 out of 10 for me. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code BCC. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code BCC for 30% off 
and free shipping. Microdose.com, promo code BCC. All right. Well, we have a game that we like to play with all of our guests. I'm going to go down a list of phenomena, rapid fire style. You guys have to make a choice right now. If you're open to it, you're going to say believe it. If you're not open to it, you're going to say bullshit. There's no in between in this period of time. Okay. 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 Uh, Do we say it at the same time? You can say it at the same time. If there's anything that you're struggling with, we're going to go back. We can okay. go back and talk about it after we're through the okay, list. Okay, now, okay. This is a new list for 2024. Some Ooh, oldies, okay. some new ones. Yeah, I like it. This will probably Updated get fleshed list. out. So you guys are taking your first, you're the first people okay. to take a stab at this list. Okay. okay. Oh, Great. wait. Wait, hold on. Here we go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to add this, this, and this. Okay, here we go. Rachel, Irene, on your mark, get set, ghosts. Believe it. Yes, believe. Bigfoot. Bullshit. Ooh, bullshit. UFOs. Believe. believe. Gotta say believe it. Okay, I'm really believe strict it. about okay. these rules. Believe okay, it. Sorry. Believe it. Wow. Okay. You it's were not just called bullshit believe. or believe. Okay. 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 Believe yes. it. Ouija boards. Believe it. Believe it. Tarot cards. Bullshit. Well, they did, I did have that bad tarot experience though. Okay. Um, bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> alien of alien. <laughs> alien abductions. Oh, believe it? I can't believe Bullshit. I'm saying that. Shapeshifters? <laughs> I don't really know what that is. Bullshit. I'll have to ask you what that is after. Shapeshifters. Are okay, uh, bullshit, because she said. I don't know what it is. Okay. A person. <laughs> Shadow people. <laughs> uh, believe it. Bullshit. Gnomes. <laughs> oh, bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Astral projection. Believe it. You heard believe the story. It. Yeah, okay. okay. Believe it. Psychic dreams. Believe, Believe it. it. Sheep Squatch. What? What's that? It's like a Sorry. giant <laughs> sheep monster. No, a giant sheep monster. That. Okay, bullshit. 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 <laughs> I can't hit the button fast enough. I can't. Sheep Bat Squatch. squatch. Uh, B- bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> All Squatch is bullshit. Let me just save you some time. The, li- the Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp. Bullshit. I've never heard of him, but I'm going to say bullshit. Yeah. Uh, speaking to the dead. Oh, now bullshit! I really want to say it, but I'm gonna say bullshit. But I, I really want to believe demons. Believe it. I'm gonna say bullshit and then get haunted tonight. Okay. Wendigos. What? I'm sorry, I don't know what those are. We don't know what those are. They're the spirits of cannibals that roam the earth. Uh, Curse. Bullshit. 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 Werewolves. Uh, Bullshit. Bullshit. They should be what? What what should Wendigos be? Um, I think they should be coupled with the, the, the previous squatch, The Squatch family? Okay. Yeah, something. Okay, yeah, well, whatever. Cannibal okay. Squatch. Sorry. Parallel universes. Oh, uh, baby, I believe it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm on the fence about okay, that one. Okay, you say bullshit then. Okay, I'll say bullshit. Past lives. Believe it. Believe it. Doppelgangers. Oh, uh, bullshit. Mm, bullshit. I don't really know what it is. Bullshit. I mean, I know what Destiny. it is. Destiny. Ooh, oh, believe it. Oh, gosh. Bullshit? Life Destiny. after death. Ooh. Believe it. Believe it. I want to believe it. I believe it. Okay, great. 100%. Well done, everybody. Well done. You, you got. You oh. survived your... Oh. Bullshit, oh. Or, bullshit or believe it. Rorschach test. That's okay, <laughs> and it's Rachel. Okay, okay, no, no. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, we okay. had... Do you want to circle had... back to anything? 
Um, oh my gosh, yeah. I think we had a lot of questions, but yeah. I mean, um, the sheep squatch. Um, do you guys believe know. in sheep squatch? Well, listen. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> the longer you do this show, the more open your mind Ooh. gets to weird stuff. Now, yeah, you're sprinkling you salt around your house. Now. Squatches could also say that five times fast. Sheep squatch. Um, to, you, I, I mean, they could be like coupled with like demonic either. or gray people, right? The gray. Sure, sure. Yeah, they're cri- mean, it's a cryptid. I mean, yeah. some people claim that they've seen something that's like a big bipedal hairy creature with horns, so it gets the name Ooh. Sheep Squatch, you Ooh. know, Ooh. a giant. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's now a pigeon. Oh um, but the more you look into this stuff, the more you start to go, okay, you, you still look like like Rachel mentioned earlier. There's hucksterism yeah. in all of this stuff. You hucksterism, know what I mean? we love that word. We does. Yes. Rachel's yeah. favorite word, actually. Yep. Okay. But but there's just so much weird lore out there. And, and and we have kind of found the deeper and deeper you get into the stuff in a weird way, the more and more things seem possible. For Ooh. example, like if this is like, what if it all turns out to be that like we're all psychically projecting our innermost fears or, you know, symbols, you know, that there's some sort of bleed between our inner worlds and our outer reality. You know what I mean? Sure. Almost I mean, like I augmented reality of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, so there's. You can get into a lot of weird shit. So, mm-hmm. do I believe in sheep squatch? No. Am I open to stories about sheep squatch? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Michael likes right. the weird ones. Yeah. I love the weird I, I, ones. Michael, you have a wonderful woo woo attitude, and I could take a page Thank out you. of your book. Seriously. All right. Well, yeah. let me rip it out. Yeah. Uh, make a cop. Make a copy and give it back to me. <laughs> what you said, the uh, what your belief system is sort of like something that you can externalize like if, some, if i believe in something i'm raised a certain way i'm more prone to believing certain things so i can i can get I, behind that we kind of tend to think that yeah. you know five six years into doing the show that like reality is a little bit more interactive than than mm-hmm. we might think it's malleable we yeah. might yeah, actually we've been hearing think. stories like that but i like yeah. that you guys are you do the deep dive yeah, on a lot of do. stuff like I, we're only going off of stories we've heard from right. friends so i'm not out there researching you right know, the shadow people, whatever. But I like yeah. that you you have a much wider knowledge of all this stuff. Yeah. That well, we we're just going off of like so. And you so guys told have me just cool begun story. the journey. Get back. Get we back have. to us in seven years. Yeah. yeah. We'll see how <laughs> we'll you feel. Like, okay. We well, have an I interview like, with I, Sheep Squad. <clears throat> Hashtag substantial. Yeah. I like what show. you're doing. What you guys are doing because I think in a way you're sort of confronting coincidence, right? By hearing people's mm-hmm. ghost stories, you're saying, "Come on, like, what are the odds of of that just being?" you know, uh, something that uh, I misidentified or, or some like total mm-hmm. coincidence, right? When you, and you know, you know, and we were talking about it earlier, you know, the paranormal sort of affects everybody's lives in a way like cancer does. If, if you haven't experienced the paranormal, then you know somebody who has or somebody close to you has, you know? Um, right. But um, right. I forget what I was going with that. But, uh, and oh yeah, just here, I think uh, I love hearing people's stories because, you know, this is where all the 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 details, uh, the weird stuff comes out as people's experiences, right, and, and that's right. the most important. That's always the most important thing. You know, Terrence McKenna, who was a sort of a famous uh, psychonaut and ethnobotanist, he used to say. You know, the individual's experience is, is is of prime importance, more so than science, more so than religion. It's our own individual experience that marks mm-hmm. our relationship to the universe. So, you know, um, yeah. So those ghost stories are important to hear from people, whatever they may be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this week's story of high strangeness. This is a story of the unexplained from history. Now, uh, Rachel and I, Irene are going to jump in and play some parts into in, in this week's story. So you guys get ready for your lines. I'll cue you when it's time. All right. Here we go. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that there's nothing I like more than a classic flying saucer story. You know, those real CSs. Mm -hmm. But some UFOs come in different shapes and sizes, from saucers to diamonds to cigars to Tic Tacs. UFOs are as varied as the distant planets or nearby dimensions we imagine them to hail from. But one shape in particular brings a peculiar sense of silent menace. And maybe because its shape and color evokes the striking angular features of the Dark Lord of the Sith himself, Darth Vader... I'm, of course, talking about black triangles. Yes. Emerging into the field of high strangeness around the late 1970s, early 1980s, black triangles are UFOs or UAPs of dark color and of typically immense size that are most often observed flying over both rural and populated areas at night. Eyewitnesses often note that these mysterious flying triangles feature bright white lights at each corner, but commonly a red glowing and commonly a red glowing light in the center. Sometimes these triangles are not solid, but V-shaped, lined with lights down each arm of the craft. Due to their resemblance to military aircraft like the stealth bomber and the silent slow pace of blimps, there is a large audience out there that believe that these are some type of secret government technology. But if that's the case, why are they so often seen in highly populated areas, such as they were in 1997 in Phoenix, Arizona? You would think the military would want to keep their top-secret flying boomerangs, well, secret. One of my favorite black triangle cases took place in southern Illinois in the early days of the year 2000. The world was just coming down from Y2K anxiety, and I remember turning on my television and hearing about a mass sighting of a black triangle that silently flew over St. Clair County, Illinois, like a ghost in the night. We had just avoided the apocalypse, and now black triangles were invading our skies? What made the story most intriguing is that it was witnessed by multiple police officers that night who had no clue what they were looking at. Now, I don't know about you, but there's just something that really captures my imagination when a mundane night on the job is interrupted by the fantastical. Mm -hmm. So let's get into it. This is the case of the St. Clair Triangle. Now, I picked this out especially for you, Rachel, because I know that you spent some time in Chicago, and this happened in Southern Illinois. Irene, what about you? You're from Kentucky. Did you ever spend time in Chicago? No, we're from Lexington, Mass. That you said. Oh, Max. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I heard Lexington. The other, the other Lexington. The other Lexington. Yes. <laughs> that makes more sense about the Revolutionary War now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, the great Kentucky Revolution. I was like, man, <laughs> exactly. that went really far south. Yeah, I didn't realize that was happening. There's been a lot of a lot of backtop after the show, man. They don't know their. Yeah, I had a lot That's of questions. Bad. I was yeah. going to do some new research, but anyway, <laughs> it was the wee hours of January fifth. 2000. The air was crisp and ice cold. Worried that the cold temperatures might freeze the pipes of his miniature golf course, 66-year-old Melvin Knoll of Highland, Illinois had just finished a truck driving ship from Bloomington, Indiana, and decided to check on the family arcade called Funland that he'd owned for the last 12 years. It was 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, I happened to look toward the northeast and I seen like a bright star. I never thought about it too much, just... That's awful low for being a star. 
Mel shook it off and went inside to check the plumbing and poke around the office for a minute. And when he returned outside... I looked up and there it was, just like a big house floating in the air with windows in it and a bright light on the inside like there might have been a big room in there. I just... Man, I, I couldn't hardly believe my eyes what I was seeing up there. I mean, there was no noise, nothing. And I was looking for wings and I couldn't see no wings on it. I thought, what in the heck is it? I just kept watching it and, it and at one point, it seemed like it slowed down and I had the feeling it spotted me down here and, and it scared the heck out of me. Then it kept going toward the southwest. Mel drove to the Highland Police Station where he reported the craft to police officers, which he described as being the size of a football field and moving at about 50 miles per hour at an elevation somewhere between 800 and 1,000 feet. Dispatch sent out a call to Officer Ed Barton on duty in Lebanon, the town over, which the craft would now be flying. The following dialogue was lifted from transcripts taken that night. Lebanon, this is a call from 8 Highland PD in reference to a truck driver who was just stopped in. He said there was a flying object in the area of Lebanon. It looks like a two-story house. It had white lights and red blinking lights, and it was last seen southwest over Lebanon. Can you check in that area? Did they say the truck driver was DUI or anything? 10-4, I'm out. Just a quick question. If I happen to find it, what am I supposed to do with it? If I see it, I'm not saying a word. Officer Barton pulled over and scanned the, the night skies. Sure enough, he spotted a bright white light heading towards Summerfield. Be advised there is a very bright white light east of town. It looks like it's just east of Summerfield and it keeps changing colors. I'll go over there and see if it looks like an aircraft. It doesn't look like an aircraft though. It's not the moon and it's not a star. Barton flipped on his cruiser lights and sped down the road, worried that the object might be a plane in mid-crash. As he got closer to Summerfield, he could catch glimpses of the object through the trees. Once he was in town, he got a full view of it, about 200 feet away from the object. It shone so brightly, he had to squint his eyes to look at it. He described it as being an elongated, narrow triangle, but massive, so big that it blotted out the stars that would have been above it. On each corner of the craft were bright white lights. Half a mile from Barton's position was a 43-year-old night owl named Johnny Doss. Doss had been up late listening to the police scanner. He'd heard the calls. So he hopped outside to take a peek, and sure enough, there was the craft, quote, larger than an airliner, end quote, according to his description, passing overhead. He stood in his yard for five to ten minutes, watching it drift silently until the craft drifted eastwardly away from town. Meanwhile, Barton watched as the craft turned and left town. He later told the Riverfront Times, I was a military brat 21 years. My father was in active duty Air Force, so I'm familiar with both foreign and domestic aircraft. It got to where I could usually identify an aircraft just by the engine noise. And when the thing went over, it made zero noise. I mean, that's what really caught my attention. No noise whatsoever. The object accelerated, Barton radio dispatch alerting that the thing was now headed towards Shiloh. Over the next half hour, multiple officers hopped on the call. Dave Martin of the Shiloh Police Department, Craig Stevens of the Milstadt Police, and Matt Janney of the Dupo Police all got eyes on this triangle. Again, here's a highlight from the transcript. I see something, but I don't know what the heck it is. It's probably heading uh, to Lambert. Yeah, I've got that object inside also. Are you serious? 
It's huge. What does it look like to you? It's kind of V-shaped. Looks like it's possibly headed toward Lambert. Officer Stevens, who Bryce just portrayed, grabbed a Polaroid camera and snapped a picture of it. Unfortunately, it didn't capture the grandeur of what Stevens described as a fat arrowhead about 18 to 20 feet thick with three white lights in back and a red light at the bottom. Instead, all you can see is a blurry photo with small streaking lights, which I'll put up in the Instagram even though there's not much to look at. Dang. Officer Janney got a good look at the object through a pair of binoculars as it passed over the small town of Dupo. According to Janney, wasn't like a normal aircraft. It was real wide and real long and taller in the middle with lots of lights on it. White lights at the extremes, red lights in the middle. There may have been some blue in there too. Janney watched as the craft first headed north and then east out of sight towards Cahokia. A couple hours later, a commuter by the name of Steve Wanacott, a 50-year-old English teacher, saw the craft while driving to work at East St. Louis High School in East St. Louis. As the sun rose, Wanacott was headed along I-225 when he noticed a large arrowhead-shaped object hovering in place in the southwestern sky over Frank Holton State Park. He later told reporters, It had a couple of really bright lights with many other smaller lights around it. It looked to me to be motionless, but it was hard to judge since I was moving. Wanacott was the last person to lay eyes on the object, but word of the mass incident quickly spread. Everyone from local news to the Discovery Channel to hotel magnet turned paranormal UFO researcher Robert Bigelow invested the case. Mm. Everything from aliens to secret military craft to advertising blimps were tossed out there as an explanation. But the eyewitnesses that night all remained baffled as to what they saw. It remains a mystery today, only defined by its nickname, the St. Clair Triangle. There you go. Wow. Now, love it. Rachel, Irene, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, I don't well, know. We just we, we just heard a story yes. about black triangles. This is we really did. weird. Oh no, yes. wait, really? Oh. Yes. Yeah. By, something uh, that, but that was in Peru or something. In so, Peru, right. Um, but we haven't we haven't done a lot of UFO. He was delving, our first one. But that does sound that sounds pretty I don't know. Like now that we, the government has come out and said, yeah, there's UFOs and they have um, remnants of uh, aliens and and materials that are uh, not human. Yeah, what's that non-human biologics? The non-human, is that yeah. Biologic, non-human exactly. biologics. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> what do you guys so, think of it? The story. I think. It's- well, I'll I'll chime in. I love it when mm-hmm. uh, law enforcement agency, uh, someone who wears the military uniform, reports an incident or a strange mm-hmm. occurrence like a UFO or UAP because they're right. trained observers. Not only that, they have to log or report the incident, mm-hmm. uh, which you saw in that transcript, and so it leaves a written record of the report. And then not only that, you have more than one officer seeing it, so you can corroborate. You have multiple witnesses. Mm -hmm. uh, You have a trained observer seeing it. And so to me, this makes this this black triangle encounter very legitimate, Mm -hmm. very real. Um, We don't have, nor does anyone else on Earth, I don't think, have the technology uh, to do silent craft. In other words, propulsion systems are moving pretty exotically, but there's nothing that can uh, hover silently and and move left, right, forward, back. There just isn't, you know. You're going to hear something. Or you're going to see engine contrail. 
And there was there was stuff that they looked into that backs up Bryce, like certain blimps that they had at the time. Um, even in retrospect, going back and mm-hmm. looking at the technology later, and like the B two bomber, like none of these really fit the description of what no. people were seeing. No, no, and and and, and uh, so these black triangles are a mystery. I know there's sort mm-hmm. of a. There's one side of this story where the, people think the government is working on some type of black triangle craft, but whatever they're working on probably certainly doesn't have soundless characteristics. I'm one of those uh, people. Know. I'm one of those people, but I'll say after the researching this case. Right? Isn't it called or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're going to, over on the other side, our Patreon on Friday, uh, we're going to take a little bit looker, uh, deeper look into some of these cases, and I'm starting to shift my opinion on what's going on here. Mm. So, Okay, great. We're looking forward right. to that. Uh, wh- what do you ladies think about these uh, strange triangular crafts that hover silently over major cities? I mean, uh, I, mean <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, I don't know what to say, but I'm starting to believe, obviously, there's something out there, and I think that, the you know, now since they had that... Um, that hearing or whatever, where they came up with the non-human, uh, rep, you know, DNA and um, materials. You know, I'm, I'm yep. glad that they're not, you know, gaslighting everybody by saying it doesn't exist. You know, but also yeah, that exactly. that one officer that said he was trained and yeah. <laughs> the character I portrayed so beautifully. Yeah, well done. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that he that he was yeah. Officer Ed Barton. He was Barton trained was in trained. airplanes and yeah. he knew everything about them. Yeah, yeah. and he and, was, and, you know, that was kind of impressive. Yeah. These exactly, things, Rachel. they're often described. Now, this one was a less brilliant triangle. It only had the three lights and the red light right. in the center. But oftentimes, they're just, you know, they're described as being the size of a football field. Right. And yeah. other people have described them looking like a, a city of lights floating, right. flying through the wow. sky. Like it's oh, very wow. Spielbergian in a lot of right. these cases. I, I, think, I think the characteristics, the hovering, sorry, in the back and forth, because there's a lot of erroneous sightings too from stone people yeah. that are staring up at the sky. You know what I mean? <laughs> So you have to be very specific about uh, the characteristics. You want to hear a fun fact where UFOs in Hollywood uh, merge? Yeah. Yes, of course. Do you know who was the first pilot to record the Phoenix Lights, that mass sighting of the UFOs that took place in Phoenix in the 80s? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, the actor, was on his way from L.A. to Phoenix with his son Oliver when he saw the strange craft in the sky and and he said, uh, what the fuck is that? And he yeah. called it in. And when he landed in Phoenix, he reported it. And and his report is on record as being one of the first uh, piloted Ooh. reports of the Phoenix lights. Now, here's another interesting thing. Wow. He Love sort of that. forgets about it. Right? right. And it's not until he's in bed with Goldie Hawn, who's watching a UFO show. Uh, and she's watching something about the Phoenix lights where Kurt goes, holy shit. I, that's what I saw. I fucking reported right. that. Wow. He had totally yeah. forgotten about it, right? So strange. Yeah. These things have a way of affecting our consciousness, too, mm-hmm. uh, as they did in um, Phoenix. But anyway. Rachel, wow. just so you know, we're we're yeah. calling dibs on Kurt Russell being on our show, so you can't have oh. Kurt Russell on your show. <laughs> we are so, right. I have no connection oh, to Kurt Russell. So you don't. Damn. I would, never, Damn. I would never steal your guest. <laughs> never steal Kurt Russell. Yeah. I would never. Well, uh, yeah. anyway. we never, yeah. It's like, what is it, poaching? We won't do that. Yeah. But we no, will have we call dibs. Episode. Episode. Yeah. 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 All right. Fair. I mean, she just had she just had an alien encounter herself. She just, there was a whole story about how she believed yeah. she was visited yeah. by aliens. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 I know. I just saw that. Really? Yeah. I don't know about yeah, this. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you guys. Kurt and Goldie. You have Kurt and okay. Goldie. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> We're happy. Rachel, Irene. Get Shirley McLean. Yes. 
I'm sorry. All Great. Right. Okay, deal. Deal. Let's <laughs> keep this. We'll we'll keep the back channels open. Where? Yes. Thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate you guys. You're the best. I love the show. Uh, following yeah. the show now, everyone okay. should follow Woo Woo. If if you like BCC, you're gonna like Woo Woo for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, where can people find it and and oh, any other work know. that you want to promote right now? Oh, uh, well, they can find. Woo Woo on Apple and Spotify and Amazon, anywhere you get your podcasts, mm-hmm. as we say. Uh, promoting work, I can't think of it. <laughs> 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 Nothing's happening. There's a strike Great. that just ended. Yeah. So yeah. look for me in the future and some comedy shenanigans. And follow her on, on Instagram, sweetie, at Ray Dratch. Oh, yeah, Ray Dratch on Instagram. Yeah. There you go. And yeah, Irene, what about content. you? Where can people find you? Um, well, first of all, at Irene Bremis 13 on Instagram. And also, please, when you listen to the, the woo-woo, please review, subscribe, oh, right. and follow. Okay? And, and like. Review, subscribe, and right. like. All of those we things. We don't know. We're new to this. Okay? Stalk us, basically. Okay. We're giving you permission. Great. Oh, my God. Great. Yeah. Well, oh, no, no, I'm we're sure. Not. We're taking that <laughs> I'm you got a lot of clothes. I forgot I'm I was with Rachel. Years it'll happen. And, and get more of an education on the more the dark side of all of this. I mean, check check some of the facts that you hear on this show for sure. Yeah, you might want to just, just get a second source. Artists, is what we are. We're, we're armchair <laughs> cryptozoologists. All right, but you know what? I'm gonna Having think of all of you guys when I wake up at three fifteen this morning. Oh, the whole oh, night. And when I look over, and it's three fifteen or four forty-four. I can't breathe, and I'll get the text. But yes. Anyway, and I'm going to think of guys when I'm on a farm someday looking at sheep. Sheep squat. And yeah. convinced. <laughs> and you I see sheep shipped into a man. I'm going to be, they were right. Us. They were right about right. sheep squat. <laughs> I can't believe you just ditched those old two men and, and you know, chose chose the hag, the old right. scary lady over them. Could you imagine those two gays They're hearing so her in the chose, room next door? They're like, oh, honey. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> should have stayed in 325. Yeah. Oh, yes. uh, you got to tell us which hotel that was off air. I want to find okay, out. Off air, I will. We're going to check it out. Okay, All right. Cool. Well, thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Irene. Thank you so thank much you for so having much. us. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Oh, man. Rachel Dratch, Irene Bremis. I mean, laminate Legends. those Club Scout cards, right? That's They're it. in the clubhouse now. Oh, yeah. So, so great. So fun. Everyone, seriously, go. You're, you're, you're on your podcast app now. Just go click over and follow Woo Woo right now. You won't, you won't, uh, will not regret it. Do it. Um, so we also want to thank some of our friends who joined us recently on BCC The Other Side. Let's shout out 13 Freaky Friends. Ooh, Here nice. we go. Erica. Thank you. Mark Billingham. Thanks, Mark. Peter Ambrose. Thanks, Peter. David Solis. Thank you, David. Nora Jan. Thanks, Nora. Hishi Kamati Cosmeteer. <laughs> Thanks, Hishi. Welcome. Duke Pearson. Thanks, Duke. Visitor Rex. Thank you, Visitor. Karen Kirk. Thanks, Karen. Victoria Stoked. Thank you, Stoked. Carrie. Thanks, Carrie. Taylor Danielson. Thank you, Taylor. And my favorite name of the week, and I should not encourage this, Did You Fart? (laughs) (laughs) Nope, thank you. Yes, I did. (laughs) Head over to patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock total access to three bonus episodes every month, the BCC Discord, and more. Upgrade to the Cosmeteer membership to unlock through music tracks from Super Producer Riley. And keep your eye on the other side because there are some changes that are very fun that are mm-hmm. coming to the Patreon. So um, might have already happened by the time you hear this. Maybe not. We'll keep you posted. Uh, best way to do that is follow us over on Instagram 
at Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh, I'm on Instagram at McMills. Hit me up on Cameo. And also check out Bookie on Max, uh, the new show that I'm a part of. Uh, that's all of those episodes are streaming right now on Max. Bookie. Nice. Hey, I'm on those socials. Uh, and then hit me up on Cameo if you'd like a personalized message for you or a friend. You can find that at the link in our bio uh, on Instagram. Hey, and you could collect all three on Cameo and get one from me too. I'll sing you a song. I take requests. It's fun. Uh, and, you know, I'm on uh, Instagram and uh, the other things. You, Peace drone. That's right. All right, everyone. We're crossing over to the other side to talk about the birth of the black triangle phenomenon. And I opened a can of worms this week. Okay. I bet you did. This should this really should be a deep dive episode, but we're gonna get we're gonna get a little dirty over there on uh on on the other side. If we don't see you there on Friday, we'll see you back here next Wednesday for an all-new episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club. Until then, good night and go get regressed. Dark regression. Dark regression. December's over. Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray and Michael McMillan and scored and engineered by Riley Bray. Our theme song, Come Alone, is by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Do us a favor and support the show and unlock three bonus episodes every month by becoming a member of our Patreon, BCC The Other Side, which can be found at patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.